Well, we are back. Yeah, we're back. Um, I flew in back into New York. No, I didn't. I took the tri- I drove. You drove. I drove. Drunk. <laughs> the whole time. I didn't remember. I'm on a plane. Uh, <laughs> this thing's sick. Toyota Corolla. I was, uh, I was returning my car to JFK, my rental ah. car. And this lady, I saw it was, a cl- it was like a couple having a fight in the median of the highway. <laughs> wow, they pulled over. No car. They wow. Just oh, people so their circumstances the, are Yeah. Low. They're people in the median. Yeah. Um, Median in the people cracks are of weird life. people. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I'm having a baby. And I don't, it was not, I'm like, I'm Wait, back, did you baby. pull over? How did you hear us? Um, I was stopped at a light. Okay. Yeah. And they, and she said, I'm having a baby. She screamed it and he was, he didn't seem to be too concerned about it. Oh, maybe so. He was going to leave no matter what. I think he was on his way to the other side of the highway. Where the baby can't go. Uh, right. Well, the maybe. baby was still in her. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Maybe it was a, a signal. If you cross this highway, yeah. you know you're in a different lane of life. Yeah, right. You're on the other side of the tracks, mister. Um. So what happened? That's all you heard? That's all I heard. And I was just like, yikes. Like, people have, like, I should be very grateful for where I am Yeah, in my that's life. true. Because people then... have some tough lives. Yeah. Like, have you seen some people on the subway with just, like, their whole calf is, mm-hmm. like, no skin? That's the homeless. <laughs> the like, homeless person. Jesus. Yeah. There's yeah. that one guy in the subway that was, like, burned alive. Have you seen that guy? Well, he looks like a three-year-old I mean, Slim Jim. Yeah, was there an alternative? He'd be burned dead. <laughs> <laughs> he could be. Yeah, I guess. Well, he, so he was burned alive and then remained alive. Yes, and he, he travels won. the subway and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he did beat fire. Yeah, he caught fire with skin, and skin came out alive. Skin, yeah, kind of won. I mean, skin lost, but he yeah. won. Yeah, he he lost the battle, won the war. He just uh, yeah, he he stays on the subways near Times Square and just walks up and down. And, but then he shows pictures of him in the hospital. Oh, no. Yeah, so he's like a walking advertiser. You don't need That's the signs. Tough. You're already making me cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's one of those guys where you're... It's like, yeah, but what happened? Let me yeah. see. What was your healing process what, like what before I give you a do? dollar? <laughs> do you have any kind of references, pictures of you at the hospital <laughs> that <laughs> I could look believe. at? Yeah. Is this a costume? Yeah. Is this one of those sleeve tattoo things? <laughs> um, how was Maryland? Good? You went back with the mom Thanksgiving? It was good. Uh, yeah, just the mom, two grandparents, brothers in London still. Uh, he FaceTimed us, and he was, you know, outside with a bunch of hot women, my mom wow. said. And it was she oh. did the classic mom thing where he picked up the phone, and all these women were like, hi, 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 and then passed it back to Corey. They were outside. Um, and then I wasn't there yet, so my mom's like, oh, Zach, Zach, come over. And then Corey had gotten on the phone, ah. and she's like, to Corey, my brother, she's like, have them do it again. <laughs> and I'm like, he's not gonna ask these women hey guys, to grab. Hey, can you grab my phone and say hi to it again, just like you did before? My mom wants my older brother to see how hot you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very proud. Oh, we got to uh, do a quick toast. Here. Oh yeah, we got a. Uh... Already lost my cup. Ah, uh, fuck. Here it is. So, what are we drinking, Charles? We got the bottom of a large truly. What, what's the flavor? Lemonade. Classic lemonade. Classic lemonade. I think the lemonade trulies are the best ones out of all the hard seltzers. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. They're hardly, I mean, they're, they're, they're a hybrid lemonade You're going to say they're hardly seltzer? I'm Maybe not we can do. Maybe we go into business. What? Make a hardly seltzer. Hardly seltzer? Zach and Chuck's hardly seltzer. <laughs> it's just vodka. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. What are we toasting to, Chuck? Uh, overshadowed. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anything but that. All right, drink so, it. I think the, the, rock bottom of anybody's comedy careers when you toast to a podcast toast to your own podcast toast to your own unreleased that podcast. isn't out yet <laughs> um let me ask you this i was uh i was with my family did you drink it i did drink it already yes you but drank I the whole thing already well i gave i had like a drop you didn't even had... but i mean courtesy would have dictated that you would have at least faked a sip Oh, okay, so I'm supposed to lie in front of my friends. Yeah, you are. Cool. I no, mean, yeah, this, really you're, at, you're at work right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're trying to do a thing here for the fans. Oh, okay, cool. Sorry, guys, I'm supposed to lie for Zach yeah. and you. Yeah, Um, right. This whole podcast is full of shit. I didn't know you were drinking when I wasn't looking, sneaking drinks. <laughs> yeah, was, I wasn't sneaking. I was right in front of you. How is it? Is it okay? Is Mine it, doesn't taste does like truly. What'd you give two me? Two days old? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it actually does. It yeah. tastes uh, like it's been sitting there and kind of like some of the lemonade is gone to the bottom yeah it separated a little bit yeah well that was the bottom oh good um <laughs> my i was with my family and my family going back home for me is a little it's fun but it's also you know it divorce. sounded hectic it's based it's, on the calls i was getting really not fun um yeah it's terrible uh <laughs> <laughs> but what wasn't terrible is uh 
do you have a point? I have a point with my family to where it's nice to see my family. Mm -hmm. It's nice to see dad, to see mom. But on like day five, they become mom and dad. They start to parent me all over again. And then all the feelings of like, ah, this is why I used to sleep in my car. I hated it. What are they nagging you about? What are you doing? I'm not really doing anything. It's just the tendencies of my mom is one that's like, uh, don't text and drive. Tie your shoes. Oh, shit. uh." I don't think I have that as much with my mom anymore. I think we've evolved to the friend level. I got got drunk during Thanksgiving dinner because I hadn't. When do you eat Thanksgiving? 2 p.m., 3 p.m.? That's when I eat it. Yeah, 4. Anywhere between 3 and 5. Okay, so, you know, early afternoon. Uh, I hadn't eaten very much that day. Just started drinking the wine that we were all pouring. And uh, so I'm getting drunk just riffing with my grandpa and grandma. And I think they loved it. I yeah. think that was the best experience they've ever had with me. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> my grandma was like, made a point to be like, we really enjoyed spending that's time. That's hilarious. Like, you, like you're somebody's boyfriend up. at a Christmas party. Yeah, and I did we a like good job. You. Yeah. you can stay. Yeah, <laughs> like you've known me for 26 years. Zach, the jury is out. It was like you're one of the good ones. It was like her eyes were finally open. Like she yeah. finally jumped off the fence to like, I like this guy. Yeah, she must have hated you. <laughs> well, no, we had a good relationship. We saw every Harry Potter movie together, me and mm. my grandma, in theaters mm. until the last Harry Potter movie when I went with my friend and his grandma. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Did Infidelity. she find out about that? She found out. She was hurt. Really? <laughs> yes. And it seems so ridiculous, but it's like we'd for you know six years we'd seen these Harry Potter movies. And then, in well, that, that doesn't seem ridiculous to me. And then I went into the me. arms of another grandma. Yeah, the the, the flappy the arms fact that of it was another, another grandma. grandma. Yeah, damn. Yeah, that's hurtful. That's why she lost all that weight. I think yeah. just trying to get me back. I mean, she's she's obsessed with Weight Watchers ever since that Harry Potter pretty thing. Tight. She ain't got no wings anymore, huh? <laughs> well, she's got the wings. Oh, okay. Every old lady's got the wings. That's true. Uh, my uh, they're soft though. Have you ever <laughs> ever had one brush up against you, an old lady wing? Really? Yeah, they're kind of blubbery. Yeah, but they're like you know, they're fair. They're f- you I don't know. Maybe that's just your grandma. And you're trying to be nice. <laughs> yeah. I bet that's gonna be a pretty she got good. This all out. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be a pretty good feeling or a crazy feeling to be drunk and then be like, that's my kid's kid and they're drunk. Yeah, I'm, ch- I'm drunk chilling with my kid's kid right. who's also drunk. Yeah, that came out of me, which came out of. Something came out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, it's like a Russian doll. Yeah, it's like you're getting drunk with the uh, the thing that lives in the alien. <laughs> <laughs> it's like alien hanging out with that. <laughs> Only that's kid. That yeah. thing's kid. Anyway, this is overshadowed. I'm <laughs> wasted off of a <laughs> t- One teacup of truly. Of truly. Um, this is the podcast. Uh, my name is Zach. My name's Charles. This is a podcast, is what I said. This is a podcast. <laughs> Where we talk about um, the siblings of famous and infamous people throughout history. And today, we're going to be talking about Mark the Cope Coppola. None other. Than older brother of Nicholas, originally Coppola, now Cage. Yep. And so, to be honest, going to be a very Cage-heavy episode. Yeah, There's a just... lot to talk about with Nicholas Cage. We want to get into it. We've done the research, and if we don't say it... Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with all this information. Yeah, there's yeah, there's so much information. So I've learned much so much about Nick Cage that I have to let it go now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my brain wants to let it I go. Want, yeah, I want to be done with this guy yeah. in my head. Too much mental space has been taken up. But Nick Cage was born, um, and we'll, we'll get into when he changed his name from Coppola to Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was born January 7th, 1964, Long Beach, California. Guess his sign. Guess his sign? Yep. <laughs> Guess it. I know it. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, Think I, about I Nick just Cage. said his birthday. Think about Nick Cage. Oh. What does he represent? You don't know your signs? You're single. You're going on dates. You got no signs. Dude, one of the, one girl, like her, it was like, the most important things to me are, and then her first thing was astrology. I saw you sent me that text. Yeah. yeah. I saw you sent me a picture of her profile. I was like, the first thing's astrology. It was like sarcasm and chocolate. And uh. I wanted to be like, you're so interesting. <laughs> just a screenshot and like, put it on Twitter. Six likes. You know, girl. <laughs> You know, girls that have that personality where they go, I'm a bitch. And it's like, that's who they are. And <laughs> I don't like, think this was that girl. I uh, I would have been a bitch to her, though. Yeah. I want to be the bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Let me be the Let bitch. Let me be the bitch. I want to, like, 
not text and then when i do text it's at 2 a.m and it's mm-hmm. 20 in a row mm-hmm. and i'm really mad that they're not responding exactly and i want to be a crazy person yeah that sounds fun maybe you could do maybe you could method act it up pull a nick cage and uh, yeah be do crazy... some nouveau shamanism <laughs> um just to answer the uh the sign question here oh yes he's a capricorn capricorn you want to get some yeah nicky cage is a cat. <laughs> why did you look up nick cage's astrological yeah see, give, hit me such, with the relevance he's such a weird guy that i wanted to see if the old capricorn rang true ready characteristics of a capricorn okay persistent realistic sensitive practical disciplined and gardening don't know if he gardening. gardens and don't know why they put that in the website all right those were like a eight personality traits followed by a hobby yep all right that's uh, what they put in the website nick cage is not realistic no. He's certainly diligent. Yes. I mean, let's talk about his family, because the family that he came from yeah, it's crazy. is, you know, star-studded. Yes. It, Nick Cage could have been overshadowed had he not changed his name and made his own path. Do you himself. know what let, do you know what he was going to change his name to instead of Cage? No. Uh it's a color. You get one guess. Blue. Nick Blue. Nick that Blue, was, Blue baby. Go with Nick, Nick Blue, Blue Lives Matter. <laughs> Every podcast. We are a Blue Lives Matter. <laughs> we are a Blue Lives Matter. <laughs> Blue Lives Matter. Do not get it twisted. He, I think Cage helps with him getting booked. Nick Cage does sell a movie to me. If it was starring Nick Blue, I would be less inclined. Oh, yeah. I mean, Nick Cage, well, Nick Cage changed his name uh, early on when he was like 17 yes. from Coppola to Cage. Yes. Inspired by Luke Cage, which yeah. if you're looking to Marvel for inspiration, your life's pretty bad. Yeah. But... Before we talk about that, we got to say that his father's name was August Coppola, brother of Francis Ford Coppola. Mm-hmm. And August Coppola was a literary, a, a contemporary lit professor, and uh, he was married to Joy, who was a dancer and a schizo. I don't know if that's okay to say. Schizophrenic. Yeah, I think that's a little... <laughs> she was a phrenic. She was a phrenic. She was a phrenic. She was transphrenic. Yes. And uh, she also, didn't she teach? What is her job was She teaching? taught, I mean, she taught mentally challenged people how to dance. That sounds like I'm making a joke. Yeah. That's actually what did they what learn? Did. Hokey pokey? Uh, I, that might have been a little too complex. Uh, maybe the, <laughs> maybe the first, like, a uh, few of the, uh, maybe that's the what Macarena. Was yeah, okay. But they didn't go to the hips, because that was, that was too much for some of them. It was... We're going to have to edit out Charles' cut. act outs. <laughs> You're going to have to put a big blur. Canceled. <laughs> oh, for my hands. Canceled for your hands. Yeah, your little wandering hands. So in an interview that I read about Nick Cage, Joy being a schizophrenic, schizo- children of schizophrenics evidently tend to be manic overachievers. Don't do that. It comes up. I think it's going to come up on the pod when you're... Oh, when I'm tapping? tapping? Yeah. Okay. I hear it pretty hard. I could not, but I hear it pretty hard. Oh, what if I need to make a point, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do then? Um, don't... Try to harness me, Charles. I'm I'm, I'm uncaged. Um, what do you think about that? The the parent. The, I don't know because I we find b- any, tried to look it up. I, I found absolutely nothing that supports that claim. I feel like kids of schizophrenics yeah. become schizophrenics. I don't feel like they work harder. <laughs> I don't know if it's something do, you can develop schizophrenia. It might be a genetic. I thing. think it, I no, it know. is genetic. But I have a friend that got it. His got dad schizophrenia. Dude, I was. I have a friend. What? This may be another story for another pod. But I witnessed somebody who I witnessed them having schizophrenia and not knowing it. And then a couple of years. So this is somebody that I see when I go back to Arizona. So the times that I see them is every two or three years. Yeah. And I. They see you a lot more frequently. Yeah. They see me a lot. <laughs> in their uh, dreams in the desert. Yeah. Yeah, I, I only think that a, that you'd be a manic overachiever of a schizophrenic if you're trying to outcompete. I mean, if your mom is going, if, is seeing six people and hearing five dogs barking, yeah. you got to put on a little tap dance that's show true. to get her attention. Yeah. So that's the only reason I could, if you're just, you're so distracted by the world that you've yeah. created. How do I get mommy's love? How do I get mommy's love? You gotta mommy's get on the attention. Yeah. You gotta join the team. I gotta do 90 movies in, you know, 10 years. I gotta slam some ketchup on the wall. That's right. Um, um, but his uncle, you want to talk about yeah, so the rest I of the guess, fam? Honestly, I think even, he might be the most important person in the cage family tree, Francis Ford Coppola is said to be one of the best film creators of all time. He was an iconic member of the New Age Hollywood film. Films like Apocalypse Now, <laughs> The Godfather. You're getting paid by yeah. Francis Ford right now to blow him up. Films. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen films like this. <laughs> Francis Ford is The Godfather. He's only, Apocalypse you know, now. he's one of the directors that's only won like nine awards. He's like one of the three people to win as many awards as he has. But he started out with no money, and I, this is a fun little fact. 
he was making little nudie films to make really? money. He was making, making skin flicks. Yeah. In the very beginning, skin he was, flicks? He was making, they were called, back then, they were called cutie nudies or skin flicks. Where were they, were they being shown in porn theaters? Yes. Wow. But Would you go to a porn theater? I for sure would. Yeah, I'd have to go. You'd have to, if, if it, it was, it'd my probably be a cool thing, yeah. Especially of the time. Yeah. You'd be like, you want to check out? I mean, there's people having sex and like, we're just hanging out. But how close do you sit next to your friend? I don't know if I would go. Yeah. I mean, you could do several things. You could go with a a private session. You could go with a lady. You could go with a group of guys. (laughs) Just have a guy's night, you know? Let's go see some. and some nudies. (laughs) I don't think they had trulies back when they were skin flicks. (laughs) When I was in Amsterdam, I went to, uh, you know, you're familiar with the octagon in wrestling. Yes. Just an octagonal. Mm -hmm. Basically that same thing, but a peep show. Okay. So What? They were fighting? No, <laughs> no fighting. That was not. I just just the geometry. Okay. I could have just said octagon. Uh, there was no physical violence. There was ha- sex having, and a couple. If you can visualize this, so so maybe picture a few more sides than eight, and then each side had its own little compartment, like you're going into vote. Got it. Except instead of vote, you put a quarter in, and then the black screen, you know, clarifies. There's a window that looks in on these people having sex on a rotating ottoman. Just two people in the middle of this thing. And it's like, so it's like a Ferris wheel or a merry-go-round rather that you're like looking into. And when you see other, you can see other people also with the black slit, just like, you know. Oh, that's weird. Why I know, and you can that? see their eyes. Well, it's just because like you're just looking across the room. Oh, so you them. see other eyes just peeping. You see their eyes peeping. And after a minute it goes, Vashink! and then you have to put another quarter. So, uh, it's like a wash cycle. Yeah. Wow, you only get a couple of minutes per And quarter. I, you know, I was happy I looked. What was uh, what was going on in yours? Just people boning on an ottoman? What, what were they in doggy? In mine, it was a doggy ottoman rotating. It's pretty hmm. standard situation. Pretty standard rotating pretty ottoman s- doggy. Standard rotating. Yeah, I've doggy. done that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's R-O-D. insane. Um, Give so her the rod. <laughs> Give her the rod, baby. She came over for the rod. <laughs> uh, yeah, one for the rod? Okay. <laughs> right this way, miss. Thank you, truly. It's on me. Um... So let's talk. So we're going to talk about Mark. Swear to God, we're going to talk about Mark Coppola. Um, by the way, August also had another son, Christopher, who um, who looks just like kind of a fat, bad, bald Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. And Mark looks like kind of a bigger, taller, uh, more normal Nick Cage. Yeah, he kind of looks like a, you know, a, an everyman Nick Cage. An everyman Nick Cage. And Nick Cage is not, you know. They're all not that great looking. They're all fine. But w- let's let's talk about Mr. Treasure, our national treasure, Nick Cage. Nick Blue. Cage. Nick Blue. Um, Nick, you blew it. He changed his name uh, around when he when he was about 17 to mm-hmm. distance himself in the industry from the Coppola name because people were more interested in talking with him about, hey, your uncle, yeah. can you maybe give me some work? And Nick's like, yeah. I want to do this movie. <laughs> I can't do a Nick Cage. He said he wanted to be James Dean yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah. That was the guy that inspired him. When I saw when I saw that, I first thought of the uh, the porn actor. Yeah, me too. It's so funny. You think of, that guy's canceled, by the way. Whoa! He was really? like the first porn guy to be canceled. Oh, for being too rough. Too rough. Too rough. James Dean. I mean, I thought he was. He's got a face of a nice guy. Uh but he's got the I mind feel like of he can kind of be a little. Uh, he kind of got the face of a of a, a little weasel. Yeah, I mean, he's gotten weaselly in his old age. But yeah. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> what What is your favorite Nicolas Cage film? What have you seen? I, it's between, what have you seen that you've absolutely loved? I like because Gone in 60 Seconds option. a lot. I haven't seen that movie. And that's just cool because I, I think it's just your classic, like, heist, steal yeah. a car, there's pressure. I like Con Air because his character. Yes. I like his coolness. I like that. I remember seeing it when I was yeah. a kid and seeing him get shot with that bullet and not move is just branded in there, my brain. It's ridiculous. There's a there's a scene in the movie where there's a in the beginning of the movie to kind of show his character. He's in jail. He's in jail because he got in a bar fight. Nicholas mm-hmm. Cage. He's like a, a military guy who gets in a bar fight because his girlfriend, uh, you know, he's some guy saying some shit yeah. to his girlfriend. You know, his hands are lethal. Doesn't weapons. he kill the guy? He kills him. Yeah, he kills him with his lethal weapon hands. And they sentence him to whatever in jail. And there's a scene when he's in jail. There's like a prison break going on. And to show how much of a good guy he is at heart, he takes his pillow and rolls over. Yeah. Like people are running out of the jail. And he's like, not not my time. I got to do my time. Yeah. <laughs> he's so chill. You can't say that Nick Cage doesn't try his damnedest at anything oh, he, he does. he definitely goes balls of the wall. 
And I think that's what some people have, why some people take issue with him. Because he's very, and you know, doing more research into him, reading interviews. He is, he thinks a lot yeah. about Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. Nick Cage is priority numero uno dos e trace for Nick Cage. He wakes up in the morning, he eats Nick Cage breakfast. I'm going to stop. Like, he eats cage-free eggs. He eats right. cage-free eggs. He puts them back in his own cage. <laughs> um, me and my friend were talking about the other day how ridiculous. Like, have you ever seen a gag in a Because I've never seen this. A gag in a movie where someone just bites an egg, a raw egg whole. A raw, bites a raw egg? Yeah, you know how people no. do like that to like an uh, onion or like eating an apple, but oh, like yeah, it's not yeah. an apple. Yeah. Like an onion or whatever. It'd be funny in a movie to just have someone bite it raw. Yeah, that would be right, funny. Right, right, that annoying right, that skits. right that annoying skits. Right that annoying skits. I got a good hey, idea for you. You can use this. You can, yeah. The, the, the other day I went to the bathroom. Nothing came out. You should use that. <laughs> I was wiping. <laughs> you ever one of those no I had somebody send me an audio recording that they made that they thought was funny the other week. Oh, no. And they go, hey, make that, put that in a sketch. Oh, God. Put it. So Nick, very thoughtful. He does all of these dumb movies. I mean, he's been every every kind of guy, every kind of guy in a movie. Yes. He's been the high sky, the assassin, the treasure hunter. There's a hunter. theory behind that too, which go ahead. What's the theory? The theory is, so there's a lot of cage heads out there who yeah. truly love cage. The theory is he isn't taking dumb roles for mm-hmm. the money. He's choosing characters that he can reinvent. Each time, Interesting. because with every movie, putting regardless of what you think it. of it, he's still putting the cage twist on it. Yeah, little coke with some lime. Coke with some lime. He's not just playing the script. This I like guy's... that. I'm reading this in. So you know the 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 famous painting, The Scream, by Edward Monk, who's like, you know, the guys like this. And he's all, so he's, t- he's talking, but he's like, yeah, I was really trying to channel the emotion of, and he kept calling it the shout. It's not called, the, it's called the scream, Nikki. You know, that's just like, he's, he's a little and dumb. It, and it's like, yeah, he's but- kind of dumb. He is interested in philosophy. He reads the shit. I don't think it all gets to him. And he's like, yeah, so I was trying to embody the emotions of Edward Monk's scream in this scene in uh, Ghost Rider. <laughs> and I'm like, buddy. This is a movie that I snuck out of that that me and my dad went to pay to go see a movie. Yeah. Ghost Rider was the movie that we double featured for free afterwards. It's funny if someone's like, yeah, I really tried to channel the spirit of my grandfather before I finger painted that hand turkey. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what are you He's doing? Digging there, deep into the well of for Nicolas a shallow Cage role. for a shallow role or just a weird movie. I mean, but to your point, I think he does bring something to all these roles. Yeah, he does. It's just funny to me that so many times it's not not even critically acclaimed it's like poorly received people do shit on him yeah very much so and that's even on actors i looked up people either you know what's funny about actors is uh, a lot of the actors like sean penn and all these like well-known actors they have quotes but then a couple years later they'll come out and they'll be like he's the only guy that's done it different <laughs> since uh brando that's probably when they're bored when they're like you know high on their acting horse they're like oh yeah he's a weirdo and then they're yeah. just like depressed and like probably bored and like what am i doing with my life exactly. they look at nick and they're like ah he's living he's got that nouveau shamanism going on yeah what's do you want to talk so about his acting this, uh, style i did look into his acting style i do have some so first of all nick cage to put it basic he's a method actor some of the weirder things do you know some of the weirder things he's done which we can get into later one everybody knows in the film vampire's kiss he ate a cockroach during yeah. the movie in the film... Was it a Madagascar cockroach? I think it was a hissing, yes. No way. Yeah, really? I think so. I'm impressed. Yeah. It should have been a kissing for the movie. <laughs> Vampire's keys. <laughs> <laughs> In Birdie, to get to channel some energy, the movie Birdie, he pulled two teeth without anesthesia. From himself. From himself. <laughs> from, 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 <laughs> from the boom from guy. Mike. <laughs> hey, come here. Why you channel some energy? <laughs> I need some energy from you, boom guy. You strap you down in this chair. Just give me no, the grip. Really give me your finest teeth grip. <laughs> Make a face like the shout. And uh, another for a love scene. I forgot the movie already. He had people to get excited for the love scene in a movie. He had people pour hot yogurt over his I feet. I think I heard about this. Which I think is just what he's into. Yeah. I think he just gave away his He was like, hey, let's try something crazy. He was probably like, this always works. (laughs) Somebody stick a dildo up my ass and pour on I don't know. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. I'm just a shaman. (laughs) Tell me about Nouveau Shamanism, though, because I was very interested by that. Very funny to me. So he, Nouveau Shamanism is is a method that he coined. So basically, the way he describes his acting is... He, the origin of acting 
is shamans used to put on masks and dance around until they found answers to their questions. Yeah. And he got really deep into that. So to kind of recreate that today, he would uh, paint what he calls Afro-Caribbean. He would buy Afro-Caribbean paint, uh-huh. paint his face, black out his eyes, put on a weird, uh, what are those jackets called? Those giant... Dashikis? No, 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 no. Those jackets that are like sinister. I'm forgetting the jacket. Dashikis. What do you put on a dashiki? No, I'm okay. Dashikis? Um, uh, he would put on like a huge jacket. Leather vest? Mad no, Max? he would put on a huge jacket and then he would put like Egyptian art. He would sew Egyptian artifacts. Wait, is this in his trailer? Where, where yeah. is he doing all this? He would, really? He, yeah, he would do that on set. He would paint himself. The then he weird. would put on this jacket. Paint himself? He's got to do a thing. Did he no, wipe he the would, paint off? Yep. And then he would go on. So he's, he's painting himself. He's painting himself an afro. Pre makeup. Yeah. And then af- makeup. The makeup people have to probably be like, post makeup. They're like, Are you fucking shitting me. <laughs> <laughs> so then he would. He got all the Afro Caribbean paint, and then he puts on this giant jacket. Then he sews Egyptian artifacts into the jacket. So Nicholas Cage. And then he does walks this... onto set, says nothing to nobody, <laughs> keeps walking around set. And then he says he would see the fear in his co-star's eyes, which would help him believe that he was this character. Now, my theory is they were not as much afraid as they were shocked he was getting away with blackface. (laughs) Are you doing blackface? This is Afro-Caribbean. I think that's blackface. I... Um, he did. He did this for. He's done this for every movie. He's this in. is his method. He National did. Treasure Two. <laughs> I need my. Where's my Afro Caribbean? Who took my mask? Nick, this is a Geico commercial. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I'm reinventing the insur- the celebrity <laughs> the insurance spokesman. Yeah, the Gecko. Never replaced um, the so Gecko. So that's what he would do, and he says mm, it doesn't odd. necessarily have to be an Egyptian artifact. You can do it with a poem. Oh. And he says uh, it's not something that can be taught, but it's something that can be discovered. Like a real douche. What a loser. When he was 17, changed his name, and um, but he almost quit acting. Yes. And he, so Nick, Nick I'm going to read a little quote here from an interview, and it got to me. It got to me, so I wound up in the hospital with hepatitis and mono. Jesus. I guess, I know. It How do you really get hepatitis? Got Probably from the paint. It was horrible. <laughs> lead I, poisoning. I lead poisoning. I said to myself, I'm not doing this again. I'll paint myself one more time, go on <laughs> one more audition, and if I don't get it, I'm done. A lot of my friends in Napa Valley were going up to Alaska and working on the crab boats and coming back with 25 grand and buying sports cars. I thought, I'm going to go do that. So that was the plan. Sort of Melville-like existence at sea if I didn't get the job as an actor. And then I did. And everything changed. Every actor has a story. Yeah. It's like I was one I was I one was, audition away from... I was living... I was yelling with my lady in the middle of the highway before I got the role. She was going to have a baby. and You know, it's just <laughs> like... I don't know. Well, always... No, this is, this is like if I don't... This isn't even... This is like if I don't get the role, I'm quitting acting. Yeah. I'm going off the grid. But not... I'm. He's, it's very typical of like, I'm not going to conform to your nine to five yes. bullshit. If and I that's... can't be an actor, I'm going to go, yeah. you know, be deadly as cage. Respectful. That's funny. Deadly as cage. Deadly as he, cage. He would be a funny captain. Oh, I would love to see him as a crew member. Oh, like, work yeah. his way up as a green really horn. Really just Green Nicholas yeah, Cage. Green horn Nick. That's a, he should, we should pitch that movie to him. He would for sure do it. Yeah. There's no he way would he wouldn't do definitely, it. He would definitely, you would buy the paint for that movie. <laughs> the new phrase we he just He definitely called. has enough. Um, uh, well now, I mean, he's about to be in a couple more things. I think he's still in some debt, but, uh... Yeah, he's in some wicked debt. You want to say some of the weird shit that he's bought? I'll, I'll name a couple of things, and, okay, here's the list. Tell me which one of these you think he has. Ready? Dinosaur skull, white cobras, a shark, and alligator. Live. Living? For the, for the last three, they're all alive? These are all, yeah, yeah, he, like, has... Live animals, okay. Yeah. I do I think, which one does he have? Yeah. He has, I think he has the dino skull, because I don't know how he could maintain those living animals. That's true. He also has all of those other things. <laughs> Are you <laughs> serious? Bought, that's, that's some of his pets. Look at you. Yep. Charles gotcha. With the, uh, Charles with, with the over-under. shamanism. <laughs> hey, I, uh... I'm channeling it, Nick. Yeah. Um, so those are just some of his pets. He also had a friggin' octopus and a crocodile. Um, Where do you keep that? How you maintain I don't know a where shark? He ca- I don't know. You where probably he's... have a shark guy. Yeah, you probably. I mean, have with a all Rob these Schneider things, you don't. Over. It's not that you're just buying a shark. You're buying a guy now to feed the shark. Yeah. 
people unless that's that like you're like I gotta get home to my shark. I gotta get home to my shark, guys. I can't do another drink. Yeah, uh, it's but pretty he, inhumane to have a shark. I, yeah, he bought a shark. So the funny thing about the dinosaur skull is he outbid Leonardo DiCaprio. Wow, for the dinosaur skull. And then it, they found out that the skull was stolen, and he had to return the skull to Mongolian authorities. Holy shit. Did he get his money back? I don't think so. That's brutal. Yeah, I'm sure Leo gave a nice call. Like, hey, catch me if you can, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ready for some other ones? Uh, yeah, hit me. Shrunken pygmy heads. Okay, I know he had that. Okay, a that. pyramid tombstone. I saw he had that. And the first Superman comic. Oh, he has that? He bought it for 150 grand. He did flip that and sold it for like two mil. Oh, whoa, Pretty Mickey. sick, dude. Now, that's an investment. Yeah. That's not a crazy purchase. 30 motorcycles, 50 cars. He had nine Rolls Royces, four yachts. I don't even know if there's enough, like, primary colors to do. No. How many rolls? He does he have two green ones? I'm sure he does. I'm sure he has <laughs> two whites, one for each Cobra. Yeah. And uh, he says the cobra, the movements of his cobras inspired his body language on Ghost Rider. He likes animals because it gives him inspiration for acting. Hmm. Hey, buddy, go to the aquarium. Don't buy the shark. Yeah, anyway. maybe look into the Meisner method, okay? <laughs> How about you read up on some actual acting techniques instead of, you know, buying millions Nick, of dollars. what are you doing? You just bought a shark. Exotic animals. You're rich to, enough to buy a shark? To mistreat. I don't like it when people buy crazy animals. Nick Cage is going to be the new Tiger King. Yeah, that's true. Which, it sounds fitting, He definitely should be Because he's... He'll be a good Tiger King. Yeah, because he already lives the life. Yeah. He knows, you know... Yeah, uh, this could be... I'm sure he's so excited to do this. I bet. I hope it doesn't get... You know what's funny? I think Amazon already bought it. Amazon did buy it, so there's going to be... Just to to fill the old listener in really quick, if you don't know by now, um, there's going to be a TV show starring Nick Cage about Tiger King. And they asked... Uh, what's the guy's name? Joey Joe Exotic? Yeah. Joey uh, Figueroa or whatever? Joey Chestnut. Um, how how many tigers can you eat in a minute? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'll, Nick Cage is like, I'll bring my own tigers. I got a bunch. Yeah. Do you guys need a shark in it? It's BYOT. Uh, <laughs> they asked uh, Joe Exotic who they wanted to play him, uh-huh. and he said he wanted Brad Pitt to play him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, how about that? Someone like that. Drive time with Mark the Cope Coppola. <laughs> We're going to talk about Nicolas Cage's brother. Mark. Mark the Cope. The Cope. Coppola. Hey, how'd you get your nickname the Cope? Well, it's half of my last name. Well, you see, I gave it to myself. <laughs> I bet he's one of those guys who's like, no, call me the Cope. Call me the Cope. And everyone's yeah, like, who else is going to call him the Cope? Yeah, and he's like, everyone calls me that. Who calls you that? Everybody. If you want to hear the Cope, work is magic. He's still okay? alive. He's going to be on Q104.3. Uh, so New York, Saturday, This these are his slots, the Cope, Francis Ford Coppola's nephew's <laughs> slots, Saturday, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., party time, 7 p.m. to midnight, Saturday, not bad, Sunday, midnight to 6 a.m. So he's not getting the best slots. Not getting the best slots. He's not getting the, the ghost writer Not role. getting the prime time. He's not the main no. character in Con Air in his life. No, I mean, he's a radio guy, and he eats shits and breathes radio. Yeah. This Since he was a radio. kid. Yeah, he was. He, he had radio. his own radio station in the garage. He was hijacking into airwaves. How easy is it to hijack airwaves? Is that a skill that's hard? Because I feel like I've heard that a couple of times. Yeah, you break yeah, in back in the day, I, used to... I think it's legitimately, and this is, you know, I have zero knowledge, mm-hmm. but don't I don't want to offend any. I don't want to offend any yeah. uh, radio frequency heads, yeah. but I think it's just you, you tune it to a certain frequency and you block it, you override the radio. Yeah. And so you're on the same frequency, but yours is stronger or, you know, for your local area. Yeah, you area. get that 5G. Yeah, whatever. You get that ham radio. I think you just kind of knock it out of the same frequency. Yeah. So you're can't contaminating their frequency, which is why it's like yes. they need to reserve stations yes. for you. Yeah, you know, like those stations on the radio where you ever have it where like a Spanish station never takes over? <laughs> have you had that? Usually I have it when the English one takes over because I only listen to Barchata in my I forgot that about cars. you. Yeah, yeah. Something about me. Something the, the Russ does. So, I mean, if we're going to be honest about Marky Mark, kind of boring. Kind of boring. Living nice his dream. Living his, his dream, dream, which is attainable. Yes. An attainable dream was achieved. Mm-hmm. He was born April 29th, 1958, six years older than Nicholas 
uh, Kim Coppola. He okay, he's an actor. Yeah, he's <laughs> an actor. Quotes. He, he was an air in... traffic controller. Yeah, uh, for the Air Force in Apocalypse Now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he played radio guys in movies. The kids' radio. Yeah, the kids' radio. He was breaking into airwaves. He was he would prank his brother as a kid. This is this is uh, it's kind of cute. They have any virality or popularity that Mark has gotten has been through Nick. Yes. So. You'll see Mark will have these uh, these little interviews with his brother that are like the biggest thing he's ever done. Yes, <laughs> he's like, yeah, didn't people really award? like this, so we're gonna have you on again. Yeah, didn't he win an award for like interviewing his brother? Yeah, the AIR award, which just spells air. I hate that. On see, the that's air. what I. That's my highway sign. Yeah. When it's like, okay, uh, how can we make an acronym out of the? <laughs> I'm always a little impressed with the company. I'm always a little. You, like you, you hate acronyms. I just think. When I figure it out, like the moment I'm like, uh, uh, I get disappointed. <laughs> what if it's a good one? NAACP, one of my favorite acronyms. Okay. I like other things about them too. But <laughs> I think it's the National, oh boy, the National American Association for Colored People. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Yeah. But just the just the acronym itself like is it the word. Because you think it's... The NAACP is so nice to say. Tongue. It rolls off yeah, the tongue. Yeah, that's you like it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And because it supports the good issues. That I, you know, whatever this they are. This is a Blue Lives Matter podcast. No, it's I just not. Want you to, we got to stop I saying that. I just want that. you to know that. We, I disavow. <laughs> disavow that statement. This is a Red Lives Matter, baby. Republicans only. <laughs> but he would play, Mark would play pranks on Nick, his uh-huh. brother, when he was a kid. Nick is crazy. He would uh, get his allowance and would bury it in the backyard. I don't know. He's a hoarder. He has, you know, he's pr- he probably half his... Because <laughs> I have a schizo. I think you're gonna say half Hispanic. Half Hispanic. <laughs> Probably What's half worse, saying half Hispanic or half a schizo? You know, you know, my dad always said Hispanics bury their money in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who's racist, but it's so no one can check. They're like up on little that. ostriches. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> Do you know what anything does? Yeah, when they're afraid, they put their head in the ground. <laughs> they can run up to sixty Except miles an hour. Except their head is gold. The, the Hispanics have the only bird who can't fly. <laughs> um mark would would prank nick i'm gonna swear to god i'm gonna say what he did <laughs> he would put so nick would bury the money under the ground and then mark would put a speaker under his pillow because he was like messing around with av stuff even when or just you know audio equipment when he was a kid and he would like have a walkie-talkie that was like uh you know where's the money nick yeah just like a weird you know creepy ghost man under his pillow asking for the money that he knew nick so like his brothers could have been giving him schizophrenia because they're yeah, literally they implanting audio hallucinations yeah. I wonder, I wonder into this how kid's long head. Nick heard those things and didn't say anything. Yeah. I wonder how many weeks went by before he's like, ah. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's that voice in my head that only comes up at night. Yeah. And then at what point when you're Mark, are you like, I'm a fucking sociopath. <laughs> like I'm doing bad things that like you can hear your brother cry every night because the yeah. voice won't be quiet. Well, he probably as a kid, as a little boy, you are more evil. Mm-hmm. Now you'd be thinking, but as a boy, That's you would hear like, oh, I'm just like, fucking with him. Oh, you just love yeah. young boys are very evil mindsets. I agree. I, you know what I used to do to my brother? I would uh, hit him and, but he'd be crying and I, yeah. you know, that'd get me in trouble. So I'd start crying. Oh yeah. And then my mom would come in, wouldn't know what to do, you know? I'm oh, like, there was a third nice... guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get him. He went that away, you know? And my He bro- came in. I was protecting my brother that I yeah. love. Yeah. Um, yeah, I used to do. Me and my brother shared a room for 22 years. Wow, I had a bunk bed situation too. Really? For, for a while, not for 22. Oh, man. Yeah, we slept in the same bed. And I'll tell you. Really? Yeah. For how it, long? Little uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It was me, my grandpa Charles, my grandma Charlie, <laughs> and Chris. Head to toe. Chris the Cope. Chris the Cope <laughs> was in there narrating the whole thing. Um, so which one you got to go with Willy Wonka? Yeah, I was going to, but then I got turned into a blueberry. Oh shit! And, uh, Too greedy. Chris, you know, flew up to the ceiling. So we. Uh, what was the blueberry sin? Because the chocolate one. I mean, he kind of punishes these kids for in Willy Wonka for their sins. Veruca was just like she ate a candy that she was. She had no self control. Okay. So yeah, she like ate something he said to not. Yeah, she greedy. learned her oh, lesson. Oh yeah, that's mine. I want that. Or something. Yeah, yeah and, she and was, he was like, it's he was it's like, funny to bitch. think about now. Like, oh, there was a message. Don't be greedy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she turned into a blueberry. Oh, yeah, and Charlie was the one that floated up to the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. That was kind of a harmless, like, but there were fans. Big, sharp fans. Okay, we don't need to recap Willy Wonka (laughs) anymore. Um, 
So he used to prank. He used to prank Nick Cage, <laughs> and if you want a comprehensive list of of the radio stations, like the main ones that he's done, uh, he's done Adult Contemporary, and he's done. This is so funny. It's such a weird. We're like just like exploring Mark Gopal. <laughs> he's just a normal guy. Who is he, in radio? Here's his radio station genres that he covers: Adult Contemporary Radio and Classic Rock. Do we know facts? We know some weird facts about Mark, or some yeah, more about yeah. Mark than the average. No, guy. I just think it's just objectively funny that I'm 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 like talking about him like he's famous, but by he's definition a... of the podcast, he is not. Yes, he is not famous. But we're exposing you. We're not exposing <laughs> you. We're high. We're bringing you up. If you want to tweet at Mark Coppola, you can. Ha- it's he has under seven hundred followers, me, guaranteed. Me... <laughs> at Cope Rocks, C O P E Rocks. This guy has such a classic mindset. Guaranteed, he still wears a members only jacket. He's probably got an El Camino. Yeah, he He's interviewed. Like, I mean, he he interviewed uh, Jackie the Joke Man. Ooh, like, I if saw you look up, interview. oh, dude, it's rough. It's like bad. Jackie is like a, a hack comedian. A hack comedian who's like, so a Jew and an Arab walk into a plane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and then you know he says a joke, and it's not it's not that bad. Jackie, if you have any work for me, I would love to go on the road. <laughs> I've done highway signs. If you need it. Yeah, I've done highway signs. I've done a few uh, acronyms. Mark Coppola never reached the heights that Nick Cage did, but he did get higher than most of us. He got his voice on the radio. Yeah. He's living his dream. He was very successful. He worked at a lot of different radio stations. And right now, currently, he is working at the radio station that influenced him the most as a kid. That's true. I say that's pretty cool, Mark. (laughs) Mark, (laughs) we see you. We see you, Mark. Look at me. Look at my eyes. We see you. And that radio station is KGB FM in San Diego. Uh, that's Commercial FM, Classic Rock, baby. We're talking Stairway to Heaven. I mean, I looked into the life of a radio DJ. It's kind of interesting, and it seems relatively cush. Unless you yeah. have these, you know, weird night owl hours that Mark had. I, yeah. I can imagine Mark just, just on the way home, you know, at 7 a.m., just yeah. getting one Carvel cake and just exactly. digging into it in front, of, in front of, like, a YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah. Because this guy... I gotta tell you, he is a UFO <laughs> conspiracist. He believes in UFOs. And he has a podcast called The Horrible Truth, uh, where oh, he's... Geez. I listened to it. Yeah, how was and, it? And uh, it, was, it was like two radio guys talking about UFOs. It was very like, you turn on the radio, and the guys happen to be talking about UFOs. That's oh, what, so they didn't go deep. They're just like, yeah. They, you know, they're like, and we'll get into that. And, you know, and they kept saying, you know, kind of like what Up we Up next do. is California by Phantom Planet. And yeah. they also just play songs on their podcast. Yeah. Mm, what a sweet tune. <laughs> <laughs> their podcast is just their radio yeah. that they record. Um but yeah, it, it was it was okay. I mean, again, the most popular thing on that podcast was uh, the interview with Nick Cage. It's so funny. Nick does. I feel like I listened to a little bit of that. It didn't seem like he was really interested. I mean, it was it more that he was voice? just talking to his brother. I think yeah. it was. I think yeah. I think Nick Cage has a very disinterested voice, and so maybe if he wasn't playing these kooky characters, yeah, we would think he's right. bored the whole time. Yeah, you know, that's a good way to put it. I mean, I this is why I think we should talk about Mark. Is if you like Nick Cage. But some days you need a little bit less cage. Oh, yeah. Cool it on the cage. Turn Mark on. Turn the channel to Mark. He's like if uh, if a human had a diet version. Mark, yeah. Mark the Coke. He's pretty relaxing. He's pretty chill. The funny thing is about this guy, unlike the other episodes, is you could like reach out to him. You could yeah. definitely DM him and he would probably respond to you. Yeah. I have not done that yet. Yeah, you're not going to his request box. You're right in the DMs. Yeah, you're directly into his like, yeah. personal like top. You're one of his best friends now. <laughs> He follows you back immediately. Yeah. I looked up the life of a radio DJ. I want to know if you'd be interested in this kind of life. So first of all, the main priority of a radio DJ is to no dead air. Like that. Not good. None of you that. You can't have wow, none of so that. Wow, so I'm fired already. Yeah, you're fine. I'm in trouble. You're in trouble. So you have to plan Bend out. Bend over, baby. You're in trouble. And Zachary. Let me tell you, no dead air. So I want either me or the paddle or you to be making some kind of noise or you're fired twice. <laughs> Meet me in the booth. No. <laughs> oh, you're on a very like basic level of DJ. Okay. And that you're just crossfading the tracks, the volume down, volume up. So you just kind of like, you know, on the radio when the song ends before it's supposed to end. Yes. Which kind of annoys me. Yes. I was kind of vibing out. Like yeah. I want the 30 second yeah, guitar drums outro. outro. Yeah. The outro is one of the best parts of a song because mm-hmm. you're like, we did it. We have listened to this song. What do you have to do? You have to make sure there's no dead air. 
you have to talk for like eight seconds between the songs and then do just, you know, regular drive time, color commentary. Yeah, you, you mean talking about like, that was a song from back when I was a river. Yeah, that was a song from uh, when I was a baby boy blue. Yeah. <laughs> now when next I was, up uh, from my brother Nicholas Nick Coppola. Cage. That's yeah. right. Would you script out, because we just tried to do mm-hmm. one, kind of high pressure. I wouldn't script it. You wouldn't script, you, <laughs> you would be fired yeah. in a day. I wouldn't script it. I would te- I would practice beforehand, but I don't know if I want a script. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay, hit I'm me. Put you no, on the spot what am I, right okay, now. tell me the job. So I'm going to sing a song. I'm going to sing the last 10 seconds of a song. You're going to hit me with eight seconds of radio well, you gotta tie- I got to have, I mean, I'm allowed to, okay, eight seconds. And I'm going to try to do this without copyright infringement because my voice can sound so similar <laughs> to the original song. That, was that Zach or was that Billy Joe Armstrong? <laughs> <laughs> you do a Green Day song. Don't want to be in a Make me up. All right. Uh, so, and after I do the song, and I'll you give a hand motion or something, I'm going to point to you, and you're going to give me eight seconds. I'm going to be watching of just commentary, and if you go dead air, you're fired. And we're going to see how long you can do that. I mean, you're a comedian. You know timing, huh? Eight seconds. Give me a fat eight. Give me a fat eight. Yeah, tight eight. Give me a fat fucking... Thick eight. All right, do it. I'm I struggling to think of a song. I got you. So no, I can't no. imagine what you're going don't, through. Don't do, do, don't do the final countdown. Give it, me a song. Give me, give me a song. Give me, uh, give me the Green Day song. Do you have the... No, do Sugar, We're Going Down. Fall Out Boy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's probably the worst one. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do it. We're going down, down, and Lydia, we're going. He's always, he's always fading the song in the middle of the chorus. That's when he does the outro. All right, everybody, that was Fallout Boy. They're still around. They've gotten much worse, but that song was really good. If you want to keep listening, I'll play another Fallout Boy track in. Another one bites dust, and another one gone, and another one gone. Queen, everybody. Guy died of AIDS and was gay, but we still love him. Up next is a band you might love. Tune in. All right, that was pretty good. That Except was pretty for good. tune in. Tune what? I don't. That I mean, was nice. That, that was nice. I tied it off with a. <laughs> yeah. I think the thing I you're even most used proud a lower of. Tone. Yeah, you did. <laughs> really? I was really like, are you shitting me? Yeah, because I said it in a lower voice on purpose to let people tune know in. I'm fading. Tune in. Great. I'm fading away. I'm All right. right. Well, maybe. I put you back in music, Sam. We'll put that on replay and we'll see if that sounds better in post when I cut it out. All right. Here's my turn. I'll do a song and then you and have then to I'm do gonna, it. I'm going to do the riff. Okay. All okay. right. All right. All right. I tear my heart open. So myself shut. And my weaknesses. Uh, that was Papa Roach with Scars. Up next, we have Breaking Benjamin with Diary of Jane. That was six seconds. Six seconds. I'm fired. Yeah. I'm fired. I, I can't do radio. Yeah. I, don't have, I can't do a Diary podcast. Diary of Jane. <laughs> that was an aggressive cover of The Diary of Jane by Charles That's how Angle. she sings it. Oh, he. Okay. I will try to find my place. In I'm doing very up She will <laughs> Don't you love when this bands is do the that? The only reason I wanted a podcast out. was to In sing this. <laughs> yeah, they give you the climb. You're driving, you're like, yeah, <laughs> you're going up the hill. <laughs> you're like, I've never felt more alive. <laughs> you throw your kid out the window. <laughs> Hereditary. Have you seen Hereditary? No. Ah, uh, good reference no, I made. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to try to do it again. Yeah. Let me let me pull up a list. I'm gonna pull up a list of ultimate guitar songs. I had two of these when Eric bought one, and I was waiting for the train. My heart was pounding out of my chest. <laughs> Can I, I was have like, one? this gum is serious. It's serious gum. How much did you buy from a drug dealer? <laughs> no, he seemed reputable. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, he had a certificate <laughs> tattooed on his face. Do I have to pay you for this? Are we doing a drug exchange? Remember? Yeah. Whoa, yeah, I already ate mine. It's like acid, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is like when a friend of ours gave us... Uh, a pill that was an edible that he was like, oh, that's not weed, man. That is not weed. I'm like, well, what is it? And I'm going to be honest with you. We were wearing masks, so I could do this. I started dribbling it out of my mouth. <laughs> but, but I later was like, wait, I do kind of, if it is weed, I do kind of want to get high. So then I started licking it back off the mouth. <laughs> it was disgusting because I was like, I had eaten half of it. And then I was like, well, I got half of it just on my mask. I'm just going to lick it up. That's so funny. I did, all, I did all this in the privacy of my own mask. Yep. No, but that's what I like about the mask. I like the mask. Yeah. I like I'm making nice... kissy face 24-7 oh, to my people. God. 
I talk <laughs> businessmen. I walk around. I do a lot more walking around. Uh, I'm a, I found out I'm a mouth breather. I'm just yeah. been walking around like <laughs> <laughs> you hear yourself really loudly, <sighs> like Darth Vader. All right, here we go. Okay. Never mind. I'll find someone. I looked like up the you. same song. <laughs> I wish nothing but the best for you too. That was Adele. She was fat. Now she's skinny. People are saying she's hot. What do you think? Up next, Led Zeppelin. That could have been a good one, actually. This gum is wiling me out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready? Do you have the time? <laughs> yeah, keep going. About nothing and everything that I that was Green Day, or something that was supposed to be Green Day, I think. He laughed too much through it. He ruined the integrity of the song. Up next. Oh, I fucked yeah, up. Yeah, you really I, I bombed. Overdid it. Well, I think it was because I went so mean. Whenever I go mean, it never works out in comedy. Yeah. I have to remember to smile. Listen, you can't learn. Because I, I can't I can't, I can't. can't go mean. <laughs> you can go mean. I No, but I know. But when I do like... it. when I. Okay. Oh, you go mean that nobody likes. <laughs> you don't want to go Especially... mean and then people don't laugh. Well, the first time I saw one of my buddies, uh, I unknowingly witnessed him have a heckler for the first time in, like, a very shitty comedy open mic, you know, like, middle of a Mexican restaurant. And this guy heckled, already a horrible situation. Yeah, that's And this great. guy heckled him, and all he had known, he was a new comic, and all he knew about hecklers was that you, like, lose your shit on them. Which <laughs> <laughs> that you go ballistic so in the guy, middle of Chile's. Swear to God. This guy's doing a joke or whatever, like fumbling through it, and this like drunk, like no fear, like nux. Yeah. A guy's like, "Hey, you suck!" And my friend was just like, "Fuck you, motherfucker!" In the middle of his restaurant, he goes, "Fuck you, fuck you, mom!" And this guy goes, "My mom dead!" And he rips open his shirt, and he has a one of those tattoos. He can't rip open his. Shirt. He doesn't. He like pulled it down, <laughs> and he had a tattoo of like the heart with the mom. Yeah. On yeah, his yeah. Chest. That's crazy. And he goes, "My mom's fucking dead." And my friend goes, I'm glad your fucking mom's dead. Wow. Fuck you. Fuck your mom. Thanks for having me. Because he like, was, and then you just had to continue the rest Meanwhile, of the open Meanwhile, the guy's mic. making guacamole table side. Yeah. He's like, this People is crazy. <laughs> Holy shit. Can you believe this? <laughs> Why do you have to have that voice? I don't know. It's just, that's actually a waiter, Greg, who's, who's doing what we call code switching. So I'm actually exposing what code switching is. Do you know what that is? It's when you, you put on an identity to fit in. Uh, thus appropriating. Greg doesn't work there anymore, right? No. Good. Greg got fired. Okay. We got way off track. My bad. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. So let's get back to Mark the Cope Coppola. Um, We only have a few more things actually to say about him, Mm -hmm. and then we can probably fuck off. If you have a low voice and you can really soothe people on their drive, that's all you need. Sorry, I just got a text from a girl that I'd like to go on a date with who's asking me if I had COVID. Hey, ladies. COVID's the last thing you're going to be worried about. <laughs> <laughs> Call me when it burns when you pee. All right. Because then I have to tell a few other people. Yeah, he's he's a pretty unremarkable, chill, nice guy. I would like to party with Nicolas Cage. I would like to hang out with Mark. Yeah, and I'd be on the porch with Mark. I'd be on the porch. Yeah, you cannot be on the porch with Nick. No, I know. I don't even know if you could. <laughs> he's doing a dead sprint yeah. down a one way <laughs> in the street. Dressed in with black. Uh, yeah, in bla- <laughs> this is my method, Nick, buddy. You know we found between out about this. Yeah. Mark, Mark in his acting career was in Apocalypse Now. He was in Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, he saw his brother eat the cockroach. What do you think he thought of his brother? At I that, think he at that told point? him to do it. I think he put. I think Nick, Nicky Cage went to take a nap, and then he heard a little voice. <laughs> eat the fucking bug. Eat the bug, Nicky. <laughs> and then when Mark heard him cry, he was like, he's going to do, he's it. Gonna do it, dude. He's going to do it. And the, the bug. Come that's out how Mark's so face. chill because he has. <laughs> Sorry to stomp on your black face punchline. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I still went for it. Yeah, I was right. like, I'm getting this in. You know, that's gonna, it's going to be in there in some kind of audio format. Uh, <laughs> Mark, um, yeah, that's maybe why he's so chill because he got all of his sociopath out when he was bullying Nick, you know, through a pillow yeah yeah he was his brother's voice in his head for 15 years yeah i mean he was probably the precursor to many many thousands of dollars of therapy for his brother or what if he was the star that the reason yeah that nick cage is nick cage maybe maybe he implanted the craziness in him. yes he needed that yeah 
You know what? I like that theory. Yeah. Sometimes a little abuse can go a long way. <laughs> Nick Cage. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess thanks to Mark Coppola for creating Nick Cage. <laughs> That's what we learned. Yeah, I mean, Mark Coppola is the reason Nick Cage is Nick Mark Cage. Mark Coppola is the vat of toxic ooze that Ooh. Bruce Banner falls into to become the Hulk. Wow. Mark turns Nick on. Yeah. He activates him. He's like a Russian sleeper. Oh, there we go. Through Jason his drama, he yeah. awakened. Yes. Yeah. Wow. But he's a method actor. So maybe that's why maybe that's why Mark is on the radio because he's trying to convert others through his voice. Maybe he thinks his voice will, you know, change people. Change Nick. Oh yeah. He's trying to spread his influence. Look, I'm just a conspiracy guy. I'm gonna start a <laughs> You're gonna start a Mark Copley conspiracy. Uh, it's funny, though, because they're pretty reasonable guys, so they, they would only go so far. Like, in a UFO conspiracy podcast, you kind of want to hear yeah, some, some crazy. crazy shit. You don't want to be like, believe... yeah, if they don't exist. They were kind of like that. They were a little agnostic about it. Like, oh, well, you can't say they're not out there, you know? And uh, I'm just saying, you know, I'm just reading these reports that anyone who's investigated UFOs or disappearances have wound up dead, you know, via fast-acting fast cancer. And I'm not saying that was aliens. I mean, but they did all die. So what? it's just very middle of the... <laughs> I'm just reviewing his podcast from my podcast. I'm starting wars in the podcast community. I'm calling out other podcasts. I'm calling out the Cope. I'm calling out the Cope. Cope, Zachary if you're listening, Hustle calls out the Cope. You should wrestle him. Go you tweet should, for tweet. Dude, you're going to be the next Jake Paul and Nate Robinson. Yeah. He's going to fight in the octagon dude, the of sex. You guys my ass. meet me at the Ottoman. Meet me. Meet me at the Rod. <laughs> um, Zach Hustle. And the rotating Mark Ottoman dog. Meet the Ottoman. Yeah. On the Ottoman. Yeah. Not in the ottoman. That's strange. Open the ottoman up. It's a huge ottoman. It's okay. it's like a yurt. Uh, it's, a... it's like a yurt-sized oh, okay. ottoman. Yeah, an ottoman doesn't feel like it'd be... I mean, I have a big ottoman in my house that I think could do the job. <laughs> but I, uh, other than that, don't really see ottomans as, as conducive for sex. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, So there's if no you're out there and you're thinking about, hey, I have an ottoman, I have a partner who will have sex with me, don't do it, kids. Do some measurements. Do some measurements. Yeah, that's all I'm Don't go into a blind. Measure twice. Fuck once. (laughs) Not the other way around. No, never. I was a fuck once, measure twice guy for a really long time. (laughs) You can listen to Mark the Cope Coppola on KGB FM in San Diego for some classic rock. Uh, WAXQ, classic rock, and WLTW, adult contemporary light, FM in New York City. Um, he's got some wacky shifts. Again, if you want to listen, that's Saturday, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. If you happen to be coked out of your mind and want to hear the cope soothe you to sleep. Um, and also 7 p.m. to uh, 12 a.m. Sunday, he's on midnight to 6 a.m. So you'll never hear him then. <laughs> and um, yeah, we could call yeah. it a wrap on, uh, on Coppola. Okay. He weeps. All right. Good night, Pope. Cope. Cope. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it is Charles underscore Ingle, E-N-G-L-E. Also, same on TikTok. Twitter is Charles Ingle 13 and YouTube, Charles Ingle. Thanks for the subscribes. Zach Russell Comedy, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Russell underscore underscore mania. Uh, that's it. That's okay. all she wrote. Um, we come out with new episodes every week. Every week. A uh, certain day to be determined that will be added in post. We come out with episodes TBD. And uh, if you have a famous brother, let us know. Or if you're famous and you want us to hear about your brother. If you were famous and you want to shed some light on a brother that you eclipsed uh, in your <laughs> career in life. Um, actually, you know what? Last thing we could do who I mean, sometimes it's obvious, but who would you rather be? Nick or Mark? Because this is actually I, ooh, kind of a tough question because Mark is. seems content. Mark yes. seems like a happy, just middle of the road guy. And then Nick is this manic, in-debt, successful, prolific, crazed actor. But Would also, you want to be trapped in that I cage? Want that, I kind of want... <laughs> I did not write that before. It sounded like I did. <laughs> Are you saying I'm a kid in a cage? Yeah. You man Depends. Am I trapped in this cage under Obama or Trump? Because oh they both did it. Because <laughs> <laughs> what people don't talk about is they both did it. You know, he bombed innocent people. Yeah. Um... You know, there's a lot of bombs coming from Obama. A lot of bombs. They used to call him Obama. <laughs> we call him, can I be honest, Obama. <laughs> Obama. They always used to say, you just walk by and say, you know, Obama. And Obama. has anyone seen this kid's birth certificate? I mean, it's painted in crayon. <laughs> he melted it down. 
If I was autistic, I'd create a better birth certificate. I don't know whose voice that was. I don't know. I'm I'm going real weird with this Trump impression, but I see this is where I get stuck. Is I kind of I just kind of want a taste of that lavish life, though. No, but then you're trapped in that cage. I'm sitting, dude. You said like, it again. Well, said I kind of like it. I kind of like it. You're trapped. I in know the you cage. like it. You went for no, it because it's so fitting, dude. Listen to my genius. No, but it, <laughs> Nick, Nick, this cage. He made a name for himself. It's self-imposed. This guy's a nut job who reads philosophy of his own volition so that he can inform his role in Ghost Rider and like this popcorn summer movie. He's the flick. weatherman. Yeah, he's but he's trying to bring this energy, and you know, I was reading Goethe's Faust. And he's like this dilettante philosopher who really likes being a wacko. At worst, at best, he's an interesting guy that we should keep our eye on. <laughs> Nick Cage. So who are you picking? I'm picking Nick. I I'm picking Nick. Wild. I'm not gonna I be a radio go dude. Yeah. Why would I pick another boring life? Yeah, I got one of those. The t- the thing <laughs> with Mark though is that, and I think that we both have a. I think we all have a little Nick Cage in us. I think we all want to go a little bit wild and just true to ourselves. And that's what Nick does. He puts on is this a Levi? Are you selling me the Levi's? Every Levi's commercial is like, release the wild. He wants yeah. to release the beast. I mean, and yeah. Nick does every time. He, was, he dated Probably. Elvis Presley's daughter? They got married or whatever? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you get divorced a lot, you've had sex more than once. <laughs> that's what I say. That's how a Christian <laughs> thinks about having sex. All right, so I got to wait till marriage, but what if I keep getting married? I'm going to get it pretty wet, God. (laughs) (laughs) Eight times before I see you. We are now, we have now volunteered to be trapped in the cage of Nick Cage. Why why has he not done a project with that name? It's probably like a solo album, like R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet. His Mm -hmm. is like Trapped in the Cage. Coming out the cage. Yeah, he just does a full cover of R. Kelly's, but he substitutes his life for his. Yeah. (laughs) It'd be kind of cool. Same beat and everything. Yeah, exactly. Same melody, but it's just his life. One. If any fan out there wants to write the full album to uh, Tra- Tra- Trapped in the Cage, <laughs> Nick Cage's cover of R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet, um, shoot me a text. I kind of want to read through like what you're thinking vision-wise, and then we'll, we'll go over it together. <laughs> this has been the Overshadow Podcast. Tune in.